Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, I can almost hear those beagles bawling, chasing those rabbits. It's opening day of the small game seasons, rabbit and squirrel. Lots of folks like to get out there when it's cool, and I think you can do it. Still got a lot of brush, though, if you're rabbit hunting. We've got to wait till winter time for some of the prime time. Also, bow season for the deer is also open. Good luck for all you archers out there. All right, we're talking about a lot of things and asking for your participation. One of the things is a flounder recipe. I'm going to tell you in a little while when we talk to Captain Eric about a great flounder trip we had with the Weave. Went over on the Mississippi Gulf Coast with kayaks and uh, really worked them over good. Here's one that says, flounder is great, wrapped in a big banana leaf and steamed on the grill. Serve it with homemade hollandaise sauce and garnish it with Mexican tarragon. That's a little exotic from one of our Mississippi listeners. have to write that one down and save it. Uh, here we go. This one uh, with regard to changing the speckled trout regulations. Go to 15, 5, 12, and then the remainder would have to be above 14 inches. That might get a little hairy with the enforcement trying to decide whose fish were what size and who caught what. Boy, you'd have to keep every individual's fish separate on that one. Uh, Here's one that says, Don, scale and filet the flounder, season to taste, place the white filet, white filet is the bottom one, down, place crab stuffing, and place the top filet, that's the dark side, with seasoned lemon slices and herbs to taste on top. Man, this is some good. That's from Martin in Bay St. Louis. Yeah, it does sound really good, Martin. Thanks for that. Uh, Here's one that says, this is uh, our faithful Thibodeau listener, has a three-point plan. Number one, change the pogey buffer zone to assist in rebuilding the spec population. Number two, 12-inch size and reduce to 15 creel. That's what CCA is also uh, suggesting. Uh, Number three, no charter guide limit, only customers. That should uh, make it fair to recreationals and keep guides making a living. Uh, You may see that, uh, faithful Thibodeau listener. That might be what they choose. Uh, Here's one uh, that says, now it is a guide plus three fishermen. And 25 each is 100 per trip. Cut it in half, one trip per day per guide. I wish I would put your names on here. That's a a Baton Rouge area listener. All right, here's one from uh, out west, uh, either Lafayette or possibly Lake Charles. Uh, Don, how about we follow what the science suggests? Seems like every decision the commission has made doesn't follow the biologist's recommendation. And all the changes to recreational fishing is useless if we don't address the pogey boats. I'm on my way to the heliport 
to fly offshore for 14 days of work. Amazing what you can see from the air with these pogey boats. And enjoy the show. That's from Brian Foti. Well, Brian, as far as following the science, what the biologists do is they come up with solutions, scenarios. In other words, they will say, all right, if we go to five fish, if we go to 10 fish, if we go to 15, if we go to a 12-inch, a 13, a 15-inch, here's what it will achieve and how long it will take to get there. They present that. They don't say this is what you should do. They offer the commission choices on scenarios. And then based on what the commissioner's input is from the biologists and then what the user group, the recreational fishermen, and also if it's a commercial species, what they think and what their responses are and their opinions to the commission, then they make the decision. It's a very important decision, and it's not an easy one. And we'll see what they do possibly coming up Thursday. All right, here's a listener in Ohio. Good morning, Ohio. Uh, He moved, or she moved. Reference, 13-inch minimum and 10 fish take. And, yes, no to mo- no more pokey boats. Why doesn't Louisiana take care of itself? Well, we are one of the few states that allow it, and others uh, keep them off the coast. Uh, it's called money. Money moves mountains, and in this case, fish. All right, here's uh, a listener, a Mississippi listener, heading to Oxford for Ole Miss in Kentucky. Can't believe I'm missing opening day of deer season for Ole Miss. That's the old colonel. From Redwood, Mississippi. I can't believe it either. How can you do that? You could get out and make a morning hunt and watch it on TV maybe or listen to the radio while you're out there. All right, here's a a recipe from Wayne Langston, New Iberia. Saute onions, bell pepper, and celery in butter with breadcrumbs along with shrimp and crab meat. There's a meal right there. Stuff the flounder and bake along with lemon slices on top. Delicious. Yeah, that's pretty much a a standard uh, stuff-and-bake recipe for flounder. It's tried and true, no doubt about that. All right, 504-260-1870. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back right after this and talk to our Born on the Bayou rep. His name is Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Has boat, will travel. Back with his report right after this. And our Born in the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is a presentation of CETO for $199 for a whole year. That gets you a membership that will entitle you to fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it's going to take to get you back to the dock safely. CETO is like AAA on the water. They're peace of mind for you and also your loved ones who are back home thinking about you while you're out on the water and possibly in the weather conditions. And it's just one call away. Captain Chris, he'll sign you up, 504-301-4545, or simply go to your computer or your phone and click on CETO.com, and they will sign you up. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Captain Mike, we got quite a discussion going on, uh, item number uh, nine on the agenda for the wildlife and fisheries will be a, a notice of intent to modify speckled trout bag limits and size. Uh, coming from uh, a charter captain who makes his living uh, on speckled trout, what would you like to see? Well, Don, I'm very similar to what Daryl Carpenter suggested. Uh, my estuary is a bit different than his estuary. We rarely have problems with sharks in Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne. Um, I might can only remember maybe five instances where we lost a speckled trout on the way to the boat because a shark bit it. 
So I'm more in favor of the 13-and-a-half-inch size and the 15 creel because uh, we don't have the mortality rate that they do when we throw back an undersized fish. So basically where would you say it should land as far as the numbers and the size? What would you like to see? Well, like you stated earlier, uh, the biologists make recommendations, and any one of those recommendations will get us to the goal. And the goal is to have a 20% reduction in the take, and supposedly in five years the trout numbers will come back to a sustainable level. Um, so it really doesn't matter to me which um, which scenario they choose the 13-inch fish and the 12 creel would be fine, or the 13-and-a-half-inch and the 15 would be fine. Um, but it does seem to be estuary-specific. So like you stated earlier, having different zones may be a, a more appropriate approach for a, a shorter term to get our fish stocks back where they should be. Yep. Well, we'll know a lot more after Thursday. Moving on to flounders, uh, your favorite flounder recipe. I like to scale a flounder, debone it, and stuff it with crab meat. Uh, that's my favorite way to cook them. Been doing it like that for Mother's Day for over 20 years, and my mother really enjoys it. Lots of others do as well. Yep, so you got to make sure you got that on your list. Keep a flounder for mom, no, no doubt about that. Well, uh, Mike, uh, we got a falling tide. You're going to be experiencing a falling tide probably pretty much all day. It's pretty hard, 1.6 average, and we got a lot of north breeze to assist it. So what would be your plan for fishing today given those conditions? Well, there's lots of drains up and down the intercoastal waterway, and that water deep in the marsh is still clean. And you can get to those drains and fish a popping cork. The redfish and the bass will be usually fairly close to the shoreline. Flounder as well will be close to the shoreline. One of the things I can tell you I think a lot of people miss out on is let's say you are in the intercoastal waterway and you're fishing a drain where the water is coming out of the marsh. It's pretty easy to see the water coming out of the marsh. It's darker, nice and clean water. With all the north wind we've had over the last several days, the intercoastal waterway is a bit stirred up. But if you back off quite a ways, use your depth finder, you can see where the drop-off is into the intercoastal waterway. And a lot of times the speckled trout will stage along that drop-off. And you can fish a drop shot or a Carolina rig or even plastics on a jig head and bounce it down that ledge in that in the flow of the water coming out of the marsh, and that's where there'll be some trout. We caught quite a few trout yesterday, speckled trout and white trout, and caught them on plastics as well as live bait. So they're there, and they're making their way in on a daily basis. So things look to just get better as we go into the fall. You know, Mike, I was talking early in the week with Daryl Carpenter about uh, white trout being underutilized and undersought after, and I know he takes advantage of it. You do, too. Uh, if, in fact, people decide to start targeting white trout, we have no size limit, we have no bag limit, and they want to get off of the speckled trout, is there a way that you can target white trout uh, other than just when you find them, you find them and you stay on them? 
But I know a lot of times they're mixed in with the speckled trout. But is there a way to, to specifically target white trout and leave the specks alone? I mean, you know, there's ways to cook them. And to me, they're just as good as a speck. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they are just as good as a speck. I would think that deeper water, I more catch white trout in deeper water than I do speckled trout. Uh, you rarely catch white trout with plastic under a popping cork in some of the shallower bays being three to five feet in depth. Uh, mostly when we get into the winter or the fall of the year, mid-October, we're doing a lot of plastic under a cork, you know, the matrix or the gulp under a popping cork, and speckled trout will be scattered and in current lines. And you rarely catch white trout that way. But where you do catch the white trout is the deeper passes, uh, the holes where you have a turn in a bayou and there's a deep washout, 15 or 20 feet deep. So if I were strictly targeting white trout, I would fish the deeper holes down on the bottom. Yeah, I think more people are going to be turning towards white trout. There's certainly a lot more available and, and practically as good as far as the table. Well, Mike, let's tell people how to get in touch with you. Uh, I know you probably booked, but maybe you got some openings during the week and you've got some other captains, but people see this weather, and I can't tell you how many people said, man, we ought to be fishing today all this week, not realizing the wind was a real problem. But that seems to be dying down, and it looks like we got some good fall weather ahead. Tell them how to get you. You can get you on my website, but also yours and also the telephone. My website is aaofla.com. You can find me on Angling Adventures of Louisiana on social media and the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. All right, Mike, go get them. Enjoy this early fall weather, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. Right, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Always got some good info. All right, coming back after this, they call him. He's got several names. I've heard him called Captain Raccoon Feet, and I know why. Uh, I call him Captain Quint. He's been called Fat Boy, and he's been called Dirty. A lot of nicknames. Captain Eric joins us for the Paddler's Report. We'll talk about that flounder trip this week right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our Paddler's Report, presented by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, along with Massey's three locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. And one of them is Captain Eric Mohabarak, who joins us now, a.k.a. Captain Raccoon Feet. Uh, Eric, I am told this morning that you're preparing some barbecue shrimp down there last night at Grand Isle at Fallen Tide, and it was good groceries. Yeah, we did a little barbecue shrimp. You know, we got some friends from Florida and Alabama. Uh, cooked up a little dish for them, you know. Uh, turned out really well. Fallen Tide, you're down there in Grand Isle. Tell us about that tournament. How's the turnout looking this morning? Yes, sir. Uh, it, it, they, I think they got like 106, 102. And it's a slam tournament. Explain what the slam means. Uh, it's where you catch a speckled trout, a flounder, and a redfish. You know, the largest of all three, weight-wise, uh, takes the takes the prize. And flounder is usually the one that is the separating fish. That's the tough one to catch. Yeah, especially you know it's that time of year where they're migrating uh, again, and uh, you know it's getting ready to go. Uh, uh, where they're going to put it where you can't catch them. So uh, you know it's, it's kind of like the females uh, do their thing. 
Well, you know, uh, we didn't have any problem catching them. We went with uh, the guy we call the Weave over on the Mississippi yeah. Gulf Coast. And, boy, what a day that was. That was an enjoyable day. Not only did we get to see a manatee, but uh, he caught a bull red in the kayak, got a little sleigh ride, and you t- you disappeared when the Jack Gravel got you. Where'd you go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I looked up and you uh, were gone. <laughs> yeah, he took me about, a, I don't know, four blocks away, I guess. You know, it was one of the biggest jacks I've caught in my life, most probably. I was really surprised at the size of it. Um, but we did have an epic day, Don. You know, it's a few, a few times in life you get a, get a day like that, and, you know, everything did just come together, and it worked out really well. Yeah, and uh, I got to tell you, just watching those jacks and those reds crush those pogies in the, you know, on the surf was uh, it was an incredible sight to see. And like I said, we saw a manatee. Anyway, we also had our cameraman there, so this will be on an upcoming Bayou Wild TV episode. You get to watch it. But uh, the pattern we'd used was a 3-8 ounce jig head with gulp bait, and I'm sold on gulp as far as using it for flounders and just bouncing it along the rocks and uh, picked up, I think we had a total of 21 we picked up, the keepers, and that doesn't yep. count the ones we threw back. Right. Yeah, we caught fish all day long. You know, we could have stayed and caught more, but I, we had enough, you know. Um, so it, 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 it was, it, it's easy. You lose a couple jig heads working the rocks, but, uh, you know, just, just do it slow. Yeah. So what do you think it's going to look like down there at Fallen Tide? What's it going to take to win today as far as the trout, the red, and the flounder? I think it's going to be a handful of slams, like maybe 12, 15 slams, because there are people who have been fishing every day for a while on this tournament, been practicing. Uh, And I think it's going to take a weight of 12 pounds. I'm going to call 12 pounds to to, to be the, the, the first place prize. Mm-hmm. Combine three fish, you know. Yeah, and do you think most people are going to be fishing front side of the beach, back side? Got a little. What's the conditions? A little light north wind down there. Well, the last two days, two days down here, um, it's been blowing really yeah. good. You know, like seventeen, fifteen miles an hour. We got some dirty water, um, you know, that comes in the back side of the bay. Um, the front, you, you just can't get to it with a kayak unless you launch off an almost island or something and go off the middle of the beach. Um, I haven't taken a look at that, so I can't tell you how rough it is out there. But, uh, you know, and the wind's going to increase the, the more the day goes on, as usual. But, um, yeah, you're just going to have to put your work in. It's not going to be an easy day of fishing for sure today, even though we do have a good tide. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, tell me, what's your favorite flounder recipe? Well, then, I sent you that recipe uh, where we stuff them, you know, right. like that, just right. same as everybody. Everybody does it for years, you know, uh, and uh, it, that's, it's just delicious. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you put, put it out there to the people or whatever. They can get it on a, a, my Facebook page. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to post it on your, your page or not. But uh, it, it's a little work, but it, it comes out really, really good. You know, it, it takes time to make good food. Yeah, if they'll just contact me on my webpage, I'll be glad to send them a copy or we'll post it up there. Either way, we'll get it to them for sure. You know, one of the ones that came in was kind of a, I guess you'd almost call it a stuffed flounder sandwich. They said put the the white, the bottom filet on the bottom and then put your stuffing on top of that and then put the other filet on top, kind of a sandwich layer, and then put some lemon slices and uh, just kind of bake the whole thing. You know, that sounded pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. You got. I find you got to go watch the lemon. You don't want to get it soured. You know, the longer you cook a lemon, the more sour they get. So I like to put. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. My limit on at the end of any, any took. Absolutely. Well, it's uh, good that, you know, we've got that. As far as speckled trout limits and kayak fishing, and you're one of the rare kayak fishing guides, what would you like to see as far as a reduction in speckled trout uh, creel limit or an increase in the minimum size? Um. Well, I could live with 15, you know, 12 inches and 15, no, no max limit, you know, no, no size limit. But I'm, I'm fine with 25. I, I, you know, but a handful of the people catch limits of fish. You know what I mean? And I think it's something like 7% or something like that go out and catch, catch the limit, you know. And, uh, you, know, you know, with the things changing, people tend to, oh, I fished here for 30 years. Well, 30 years, that spot's gone. And it done blew away or washed away, and the current's moving different and all of that. And I think that's where a lot of people make their mistakes. you got to constantly start finding new spots with this change in estuary. Etch- etch- and I also think that they they need to study the fish a little bit more before they make some kind of drastic measure and let the biologists handle it, you know, and not the politicians, is my, my opinion, you know. Eric, uh, you're in the uh, guide business with kayaks, and if somebody's interested in getting started, uh, you're a great source to go to. Or if somebody just doesn't want to own and maintain a kayak and they just want to go occasionally with you, uh, you offer that service, you show them how to set up, and there really is a science to setting up a kayak. There's some personal preferences, but some things that you, you know, just make sense that you don't think about if you're a, a regular bug boat fisherman. How do people get in touch with you to set up a trip and uh, you provide everything they need, kayaks, baits, rods, reels, the whole deal? Yeah, well, they can get in touch with me through your website, Don the Beach Outdoors Guy. Uh, they can also find me on uh, Facebook and in- Instagram. That's uh, the Louisiana Kay- Kayak Company. i got the phone number listed up there. And uh, just call me. That's really the best way instead of text me. All that I'm kind of old school. Uh, 504-313-8292. 
All right. Got it. Good luck on the tournament, and uh, send us along the results when you get them. We'd appreciate it. All right, Don. I'll do that, man. You have a great day, all right? All right. You too. Enjoy that trip we had on Monday. All right. That's yeah, uh, Captain Captain uh, Raccoon Feed. He's a, <laughs> he's a Captain Quint lookalike. He's actually won some contests. And, uh, by the way, Roy in Mid-City says, the guys that grew up with Captain Eric have names for him you should not say on the radio, okay? They will remain anonymous. All right, we come back after this. It's time to tell you about some guys who have been accused, allegedly broke the law on Red Snapper. We got this story next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And let's see, we've got uh, some information coming in. I wanted to make sure we had time to pass this along. Uh, Jimmy Hyatt's checking in. He's talking about the... uh, the Rio, uh, let's see, the Rio Rodeo. This is an effort for the New Orleans fly fishermen, the 13th annual Rio Grand Rodeo. The way location is going to be at 1926 Airline Highway at the brand-new No Wake Outfitters. I'll have to check that out. It's in the old Rollins Locksmith Building. They'll register you from 7 to 7.30. Cutoff is 12.30. There's a free lunch, jambalaya. they got donuts and coffee there this morning. And people are registered from across the Gulf Coast. So it should be a nice event. Uh, catch those Rio Grande perch. It's an invasive species and uh, help clean our waterways. That's 1926 Airline Highway in New Orleans, New Orleans Fly Fisherman's Club. All right, we're going to take a quick pause, and uh, we'll get our stations to let you know who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, you know, all through this uh, red snapper season, we were telling you that uh, we had some folks that were breaking the law. We had another uh, four people that were stopped and cited for over the limit of red snapper in the Gulf of Mexico. And that's uh, certainly an important species to not only the state, but the entire Gulf Coast. And, you know, we've been able to extend those limits because we've had people who have obeyed the limits. And, you know, we're going to be telling you more about that uh, in the coming weeks so we'll get to that in a little while. But I, I, I got a lot of these text messages. I just got to get to some of these before we get in our next guest. Uh, Creo Leo says we need to raise our size limit to 14 inches with a 20 trout limit. Uh, another says, Don, I'm just happy. People starting to realize our fishery is not what it once was and that conservative management practices are needed. Amen to that. I'm for a reduction in the trout take to 15 size to 13 and a half or even 14 and if you think the trout are in trouble wait till the redfish stock assessment numbers come out that's from captain shane mayfield hey shane good to hear from you uh, here's uh, someone says i was in the pogey business for almost 20 years national marine fishery service and plant operations i can't remember ever seeing specks coming off the boats i have seen some bull reds, but not specks. I, um, I think the damage to speckled trout population would be the damage they're doing to the habitat, to the coast. Not actually catching the trout in the nets, but certainly bull reds and other species do. Uh, here's one that says, I'm not a fisherman. How long do they carry eggs? Can stoppage of fishing for that period be feasible? Certain species, uh, the biologists believe it can. Uh, We will have the first ever, in fact, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, October 15th. The flounder season will close until the end of November in Louisiana. Other states keep it open throughout the year, but that is the prime breeding time. So by protecting the breeders, 
Uh, there you go. You uh, serve. You can serve on the fish. All right, here's one that says, can you eat Rio Grande perch? Have you ever eaten them? Yes, they're just as good to me as bluegills or goggle eyes or any other perch. They're good to eat, and they're pretty good size, too. All right, when we come back after this, uh, we're going to talk to Ryan Lambert. we got a phenomenon known as the saltwater wedge at Mississippi River. Boy, this week the bottom just fell out. We'll find out what's going on down there with that right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man is Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. He joins us now. And, Ryan, boy, the bottom of the river fell out. It really dropped this week. And I understand I heard something about they're trying to construct an underwater barrier to prevent the salt from coming too far upriver and contaminating the, the drinking water. They do. But, you know, I can tell when it gets salty in my ice machine, all the ice will have these little little flakes around it. Like it'll be lumpy looking. So I know it's salty water right now. So. But that's, you know, that's it all the time. I mean, we hadn't seen it in a long time, but if it stays like this, the fall is going to be good, 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 man. I tell you, I'm not complaining. I could drink a little salt water for, for a bunch of fish. <laughs> yeah, well, about how far up do you expect to find the fish? Shoot. There you go. If it stays like this, they'll go all the way to the West Bank of New Orleans, you know. Because they've been they've been down this far for a long time, but again we don't have the keeper red, so you know that's a little different. But you know it is what it is. We go go catch bull reds. And I, I I pull up to the launch the last day of teal season, and they got a, guys with jack of rail on in the river. So hmm. yeah, it's uh we'll have everything sharks, jacks, bass will be in there. Everything will be in there because the salt water will be low and the fresh water will be hot, so everything will be there. So, where have you guys been fishing this week with all this wind? Where did they find a spot to stay out of it? We we canceled. Yeah, we didn't want to, we didn't want to take people out in that. You know, we we just finished up with duck season, with teal season, and we had uh, you know we just you know if it's supposed to blow forty or fifty, I don't want to take nobody's money for that. It's so beautiful today though. We've got a tiny little north northwest wind. It's going to be so fun. I'm going to get out to the beach and whack on some reds. And uh, the trout, well, today's October 1st, so the trout will be moving inside. So I would imagine I could stop right where I'm at right now and catch a few trout. So I, I thought I thought when the phone call uh, rang up, you know, I forgot it was Saturday. I was launching my boat. It must be on them already. They're calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's the life Saturday. of a. That's the life of a charter fisherman. You don't even know what day of the week it is. They're all kind of the same. They run together. I know what you're going through. If, well, good if, that y'all got out today. If we'd have had that note, this uh, cold front during teal season, oh, my word. Oh, yeah. It was about a week I, late. That's all. I, I talked to Stu four days ago, and he was sitting there right there on Highway 90 in, in uh, by the homeless uh, by there, Bay, Bay Homeless, right by the hotel and all. He said he was coming across there 40, 50 at a time. He said, I've never seen that in Homer before. I said, yeah, that's about right. We killed 652, which is a, a decent teal season. It's not records by any chance, but we just had to sit there and, and hunt them and pick them out, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't great, but about two or three days were great, and the rest of them were just hunting. So yeah. it was good. But now the water's beautiful. I mean, green and beautiful, bait everywhere. The bull reds will be thick on the outside. The trout will be moving in. It's it's that time of year, buddy. 
Well, we're talking about cooking flounders this morning, too. Give me your best flounder Again? recipe, your favorite. Yeah. Again, I, 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 you know, if I'm going to cook them, I'm just going to take and fillet the whole skeleton out of them. You know, some people leave it only and put the stuffing on top. But if you get a big one, that's the way they're keeping, take and fillet the whole skeleton and then stuff it with a nice crab stuffing. You know, my daddy used to just score them, you know, in squares and put lemon and butter on top of them and broil them. Uh, you know, that was his favorite way of doing it. So, you know, flounder's a pretty white meat. It's going to be good no matter what you do. Yeah, a lot of people like the skin. They eat the skin. Yeah, my daddy was big on that. He would just score them and just lemon and, and pepper and put them under a broiler. Boy, I can still see Mama doing that for him. Yep. Well, Back we got into <laughs> Yeah, we got into them on the Mississippi coast. They were pretty thick over there. And it was pretty that. much... Uh, that was pretty much all we were catching was flounders. We hooked up a big bull red. I mean, we could have because there were schools of them in there. But as far as, uh, you know, any trash fish or anything else, it was pretty much solid flounders. Really? Wow. You know, they've been, they've been gigging them here. I mean, the water's so clear, you know, they've been gigging them. So, and I mean a bunch of them. So it's a lot of flounders. That's a good thing because we didn't see them for years. In fact, we didn't even keep them for three years at the lodge at all. So, and that's how bad they were. But, uh... Mm-hmm. I want to get out there. I might, might, might slide out and catch me a triple tail today, too, if it stays calm. Just well, kind of keep it with the day, Brent. Keep a lookout for them. All right, so if somebody wants to get you, tell them how to find yeah. you. They're going to be getting me for next <laughs> spring because I looked up. Uh, CajunFishingAdventures.com, or they can call me on my cell phone at 504 504- Five five nine five one one one. I've never been so busy in my life, and I'm, it's a long life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, y'all try to have fun, and we'll see you next week. All right, brother. See you. All right. It's Captain Ryan Lambert. There he goes. All right. Uh, text message is still coming in. This one says, with regard to those pokey boats, y'all need to run them pokey boats out of there. They destroyed Alabama, Mississippi, Gulf Coast. Tons of dead fish. You could smell the boats from miles away and made the communities on the bay and canal smell where it was hard to breathe. And some days, if the wind blew just right, that will help with the trout and redfish population. Ban the pokey boats. Uh, that's coming up on the agenda, too. It's not a ban, but uh, they're talking about modifying the regulations on the Menhaden boats. Uh, that's also one of the items on Thursday's uh, agenda for the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. All right. Uh, Let's see, 504-260-1870. One says, if you think Saltwater River is a problem now, wait till Army Corps of, Emb- of Imbeciles uh, starts diverting part of the river to Barataria. All right, when we come back after this, Jay Vice is going to join us. So make a plea out there. Uh, he's with Second Harvesters, and uh, there's some folks, always got folks in need. And this time of the year, and particularly in these circumstances, uh, maybe not needed more than ever. We'll be back to chat with Jay for a few minutes and tell you about what's coming up at the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, this time of the year when we're getting ready to get out and uh, fill our freezes up with the new fall bounty, hunting season's opened up today, archery for deer, squirrel, rabbit. Uh, We just closed out the teal season. Duck season will be coming up, and uh, fall fishing is taking place. And if you have some extra to spare, uh, there's some folks in need. And Jay Weiss with Second Harvest's Food Bank joins us now. Hey, Jay, how you doing this morning? Hey, Don. Uh, Good morning, and I'm sorry for the short notice. I wanted to uh, actually get a plug in as well mainly for our friends working response in Florida with Hurricane Ian. 
Um, we've been, and Hunters for the Hungry has been fantastic for us. I know you got listeners all over the state of Louisiana. Just uh, for your listeners, just to Google up Hunters for the Hungry and uh, your local food bank, Greater Baton Rouge Food Bank, Alexandria, Shreveport, Monroe, all five of us big food banks in the state participate. But uh, we've had a lot of calls for people saying, what can we do to help out um, the people in Florida with Hurricane Ian? Because they see us doing a lot of disaster response with Second Harvest and other food banks. And what we're, what we're asking folks is to support the Feeding America food banks there. If you can go to feedingflorida.org, feedingflorida.org. Uh, we've worked with these people directly. I've worked on the ground with them for Hurricane Michael uh, for many weeks uh, back in 2018. And they've had folks come here and help us as well, as well as, you know, product disaster supplies. It's a great thing about the Feed America Network. We're all, uh, it's the 200 biggest food banks in the country. And there's a lot of us, unfortunately, that have to do a lot more disaster response than others. And so if you'd like to help out, if you appreciate the things that Florida and people in Florida, Texas, and so many other states have done for us in Louisiana, across the Gulf South, in our times of need, please support the food banks there. Our partners that I have personally worked with, just go to feedingflorida.org, a monetary donation, the best, most efficient way to help out right now. And also, I'll I'll tell you, listeners, Don, it's efficient, too. Food banks are extremely efficient, stewards uh, with with your hard-earned dollars. So um, please consider helping them out because, you know, the next time it could be them helping us out as well. Absolutely. We have to look out for each other, so at least we can do. Feedingflorida.org, you say? Yep. That's about 14 of the biggest food banks in Florida. And uh, primarily the ones making, they're all responding together right now. But down, it's, um, there's actually a big food bank, Don, named after Harry Chapin, the singer, the Harry Chapin Food Bank, because his foundation is, um, you know, gave them millions of dollars a long time ago to get, get them started. Harry Chapin Food Bank, big food bank in Sarasota, Tampa, Fort Myers, and Orlando. They're all uh, doing the best they can. Some of these smaller food banks, they're not all as big as Second Harvest. And they um, they don't do disaster a lot or as often. So this is kind of new to some of them. Some of them, like Tampa, have done it more often. But if you can help them out, they're going to have to hire a lot of extra people, a lot of extra trucks on the road, plus just processing a lot of the stuff that is coming in. These uh, food banks and our partners in Florida are going to be getting a lot of donations. And they're also going to be asked to help manage, like, um, FEMA loads. You know, FEMA looks at a food bank and says, hey, look at you. you got 150,000 square feet of space. Can you take, you know, 15 loads of this right away for all of our partners? And you say yes. And then, but they need the infrastructure and the help to be able to maintain that and do it as efficiently as they can. So, uh, again, you know, if you, if you support Second Harvest, if you support any food banks in Louisiana and want to help out uh, with folks in Florida, best thing to do is help our partner food banks there right now and uh, feedingflorida.org main donation there they have a donation fund completely dedicated to helping folks um, reeling from en recovering from the storm and don it went through as so many storms do it didn't go through the most populated part of florida you know it uh, went in at fort myers and it uh, did a little glance on orlando but so many of the parishes of uh, counties down there that are going to be impacted are rural really spread out, really, you know, hard to find people and assess the damage. The damage assessment takes weeks, as we know, mm-hmm. and the recovery is going to take years. So if you can help them out, you know, God bless all the responders at feedingflorida.org. 
Well, Jay, I know my listeners are some of the most generous people, hunters and fishermen. They come through whenever it's asked, and I'm sure they will on this one, feedingflorida.org. And thank you so much for the work you do, Jay, and glad you thought about checking in with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, John. Don. Enjoy listening. Thank you so much, as always, for supporting us. All righty. Jay Weiss with Second Harvest's Food Bank, and he and I uh, shared a first and second life together. Uh, guy's pretty remarkable. I mean, he was an accomplished news reporter, uh, an attorney, and he chose to uh, serve his fellow man by working with Second Harvest. This great guy, Jay Weiss. All right, well, that's another great guy, Reed Alleman. He sings us out of this show, and it's time for us to move on out. Yeah, we'll let you know next week. Thank you for all of you who participated on the flounder recipes and your opinions on what we need to do with our speckled trout regulations. We'll monitor that on Thursday. You can, too, and uh, we'll discuss it next Saturday morning along with fishing reports and outdoor events that come up, all the stuff you and I just love to talk about, and we love to do it on these nice, crispy fall mornings. It's called The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network, and we'll be back again next week, 5 to 7 a.m. on your favorite station. See you then. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 